Welcome, 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 old-fashioned working whiskey fans. It's your host, Jason Courtney, in studio live with my partner, friend, accomplice in crime, Olin Hyde. How's it kicking? Doing a little air drumming to the music this morning. You were, you were getting down. Like really? red hot chili peppers down. Like, ooh, maybe not quite give that it away, down. Give it away, give it away now. Yeah, maybe not quite that down. That's his favorite karaoke song. For those of you that don't know, he crushes it. I don't even know that he has to look at the screen for the words at this point. <laughs> sure, I, I do. <laughs> I think he's got to memorize. So, man, it is good to be back with you today, enjoying some old fashioned drinks as we discuss some old fashioned work ethics. And today we're uh, we're imbibing. That's for you, Heather. I know you listen to make fun of me. No, so she <laughs> she's she's called me out a couple of times on just some on things. the videos. Oh, okay, yeah. So Olin's wife, Heather, we love her dearly, but she and I like to pick at each other. So we're imbibing some Widow Jane, aged 10 years, in new American oak barrels. Uh, 91 proof, bottled back in 2001. Oh, man. I'm excited. I have not had Widow Jane before. I have. Uh, not this this bottle. It's a good Bourbon whiskey. I guess it's whiskey because it's not. It says it's a signature bourbon. Because it's assembled in Brooklyn using the richest and rarest straight bourbons only ever in five barrel batches. Non-chilled filtered and proofed with our own mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Mines of New York. We deliver a whiskey unique in its intensity and complexity. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Here we go. Boy, the uh, mm. pure limestone water really <laughs> comes out in this. It's a, uh, it's sharp. It's not, it's not hot. Like I mean, it's ninety-one proof, so I mean, it's not. But it's got a, like I mean, you feel it on your, on your mouth and tongue. Your, and your belly. Yeah, that hits a little different. They, they do something. It warms. Yeah. But like I said, it's not fire. It just hits different. Like as soon as it's in your mouth, you're aware that it's there and it's, it's pleasant. It does feel crisp. And I know you were joking about the limestone, but like it just has a crispness to it. Maybe it was the apple we ate prior to recording that cleansed our palates. And we need to start making that a regular show occurrence. <laughs> Get some sherbet and cleanse the palate. Ooh, sherbet. That's what it does, isn't it? Allegedly. Yeah. And then we're going to do a little expose today on the Filthy Black Cherry. So uh, this is the brand Filthy, uh, perfect for whiskey cocktails. Wild Italian Amarina cherries. Sure. I didn't look at that. So we're going to have to work on the pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is a product of Italy. It is slow cooked in copper pots. The Filthy Old Fashioned. Mm, they recommend two cherries. Well, you've got the filthy old fashioned. I do. Cause Only I have a half. Two. So it's got a sweet front with a tart finish, which is why I think I like it so much. I like the tart. A lot of people don't care for the tartness and cherries, but that's, I like that. Beautiful purple and pink, la- pink label, all natural, non GMO, gluten free, vegan. Makes about 45 cocktails at one cherry per. So 15 calories. Five sugars, four grams of carbs. And most importantly, do not refrigerate. That's right. Now, this only counts for the black cherries. 
because I've got a jar of the red cherries at home and, and I checked say to, and it does say to refrigerate those. Huh, now we know. Inspect your cherries before you make your decision, folks. Inspect your cherries. Right. You don't want to mistake it for mold when it's just crystallized, crystallized sugar. <laughs> so we are going to talk about not getting stuck in a rut. Um, you know, I, I say that and I think I think our friend Stephen Pace listens do you remember we were on some trip with the church? Oh, yeah, it and pops the bus up on Facebook. Van got yeah. stuck, and he's—I mean—he went into the woods and started picking up sticks. And I mean, he took off his shoes and socks was, and rolled his pants legs. He up. was committed. He was covered in the the mud, but he got the bus out. He got us out of that rut. <laughs> he did. He did. You know, I think back to that and I chuckle. I hope he's listening. Um, but you know, th- that's the kind of ingenuity and go getterness that I love. Like some people be like, ah, we're stuck here. We'll just sit here and be fine. Like wait for the gigantic truck to come pull us out. Yeah. He was just like, no, heck no, let's, let's do this. And he just made it happen. And, you know, I think that's, if we can take that model and compare that to what we do in business, where we get stuck in a rut, so to speak, where we've been doing something a certain way. What happens in life? I mean, you know, you, uh, we're at that stage in life. We've got several kids. They're all in school. They've got activities. Like it's so easy as a family to just get stuck in a rut. I mean, even at home, like it, our rut almost is always after the kids go to bed, we plop down on the couch, put some mindless show on that we've watched a million times, like the office or Seinfeld or parks and rec, all great shows. And we fiddle fart on our phones. Like that's mine and Heather's rut. And so we've tried lately to do different things at night after the girls go to bed, whether that be play a video game together or a board game, or let's go sit out and start a fire. Let's jump in the hot tub. Like let's do something other than plop on the couch and fiddle fart on our phones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very routine oriented person. When I don't get my routine followed, I get a little cranky. Um, but so my routine is changing at home. My roommate, Chris, just switched to days. Um, he's been working evenings, which means he goes in at 2 p.m. and gets off sometime between midnight and 1 a.m. He works for a sheriff's office. So if he's caught a, a call late, he may be late. Um, but now he's working days. He's uh, he's leaving the house 5.50. He's got to be there at 6. So, you know, 10 minutes he can make it just up the interstate. And, uh, you know, so now I come home at 4.30 and get ready for the gym. He's home, you know chilling i'm like whoa it's weird having him home every day and yeah now it's a little different you know i'm like hey man what's going on chatting with him you know just changing that routine getting out of that rut so to speak of which i guess it's not a rut if it's proactive like you come home change go to the gym like that's that's good but, stuff but it's like autopilot I th- I, that's for me the rut analogy is like we're just operating on autopilot we're not taking any active brain power to think yeah is this the best use of my time, energy, effort, and mental, yeah. you know, power. We just autopilot. And that was that, you know, I got this topic came to me Saturday night. We had our employee appreciation event and, uh, I got a little frustrated with the delivery of the tickets. Like we're out front trying to catch people as they're trying to find us. And it was just a, a little disorganized, um, and, you know, when, when we're talking about it, well, this is how we've always done it. Like, guys, just because we've always sucked doesn't mean we <laughs> always have to. Like, we can improve the process. We are allowed 
to get better and do things with better execution. This podcast has evolved over the last year, right? Like mm-hmm. we've gotten a little better each time. Yeah. I don't want to have the same crappy experience every time. Like that's not what anybody wants. No. So we've been challenging the team. Like, Hey guys, like don't, don't think this is how it's always been. So this is how we always have to do it. Think, Hey, if I was in charge and I could do whatever the heck I wanted, what would I do differently? Yeah. And then present that to the team. Yeah. Like, that's and, valuable and, and equally letting them know there's no sacred cows. Like there's nothing in the business for sure. There may be in your personal life, but in the business, there are no sacred cows, meaning there's nothing that we won't tweak to make us a better company and to help us move forward and achieve our goals. And that's where, you know, people get caught in the, well, I didn't know I had that authority. And that's why we as leaders have to, you know, Tell them, hey, you have the authority to do this. Like you can operate within this realm. Like you don't have to, you know. I'm gonna give her another shout out. I told her I gave her a shout out last time. She hasn't heard it yet, but uh Joe, our front office uh girl, she uh she always prints out the terminations and does them and then scans them in, saves them to the employees folder before she shreds them. Well, so I, I got with Tyler or uh, not Tyler, um, Caleb. And so Caleb's filling everything out on PDF online and then printing it to sign it. And I'm like, man, you can just sign it online and then you can just email it to her and then she can just save it to the folder. You know, we don't have to print and then shred. And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. I, I didn't know I could do that and showed him how he did it. Five minutes later, I walk out. Joe is printing the <laughs> electronically signed document so that she can scan it, load it to their file and shred it. And I'm like, are, are, are you kidding me? She's like, what? This is how we've always done it. And that was it. That was the moment. I was just like, all right, we're done. <laughs> I don't want to hear that in this office ever again. Like, yeah, you've also made crap money all your life. Do you want to do that now? Like, <laughs> yeah. is that where we want to go? Like. You've always lived paycheck to paycheck. Is that where we want to be? No, like we can get better. We're allowed to improve processes and make growth and strive for excellence. Absolutely. And it's really been a big push this year for us because at the end of the year, you know, our, our quarter four 2021, we, we had a little bit of a struggle situation happening with employee turnover and some other things that really just kind of set us back. And I let the team know, I just kind of put them on notice. Hey, that's not going to happen again. And we're going to change things. And you just need to be prepared to see a lot of things changing in the organization, because obviously what we have been doing for years is not working because we keep ending up in that same cycle. Same old, same old. But, and that's the thing. Like, do we want to stay there? No, no, no. It's miserable for everybody. Why would we want to stay somewhere where we're miserable? Like move on, find something better. There's greener pastures out there. You don't have to stay in the mud, like take some initiative and own it and just show somebody what you can do. Like I I was listening, I listened to these Facebook reels and if you guys know Facebook, they are very, very, very good at algorithms. It's what they do. If you've ever watched the social dilemma, algorithms, they know what you look at. They know what you want to look at. They know what will cause you to stop and spend the most time. And that's the things they put in front of you. Well, I happen to like 
business minded reels. It's their version of TikTok or, you know, I like their, yeah. yeah, I like their reels and which genius pivot. Hey, TikTok's taking some of our customers. We need to pivot, right? Like Mm -hmm. genius. They didn't get stuck in the rut of the wall. They, they said, okay, you guys want to do short videos. We'll do short videos. And so I get regularly Shaquille O'Neal talking about business, Grant Cardone, um, Mr. Wonderful, you know, Mark Cuban, all these business minded folks that are talking about business and how to create generational wealth. And, and I see these things. And one of them was talking about how, oh man, I've completely forgot where I was going. I got all excited about Shaquille O'Neal. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I get, missed him at IFA this year. I get year. fail blog so and wavy votes because I one time clicked on those and they served it up and I watched the next one. And so now that's like all I get in my newsfeed is wavy boats, watching people screw things up and fail blogs. So, yeah, I don't know what your business ones are. I remember. So now it's, it's they were talking about, you know, people want to be paid what they feel they're worth. And it's like, no we pay you based on the problems that you solve. Yeah. Like, you know, the production you make for the company, how farther you move the organization. Absolutely. You know, we've talked about it when Casey got hired, she was making drastically less than she makes now, which she's on maternity leave and we miss her dearly. Um, even though she's probably not listening still, still, but I still have to let her know. Um, you know, when we first hired her, we had some goals for her to get accomplished and, immediately she was hitting the ball out of the park mm-hmm. and we had budgeted a certain amount for her, but we realized very quickly she was out earning her earnings. Yeah. She was crushing it. She was knocking problems out for us left and right. And we're like, okay, we got to give her a raise already. Like yeah. make it happen. And then as we grew again, she got, she got growth because once again, she just comes in and she handles problems. That doesn't mean she's perfect. She's she's let us down several times. She's had issues. She she struggles with things. But nine out of ten times, she's crushing it and making yeah. more problems go away than she's causing. And always, like, for her, she's looking out for the company. like Never herself. Yeah. It's the Rick Patino story. So, Ola and I, a few years ago, we were at a conference in Las Vegas. We got to hear the famous Rick Patino speak. He was the former head uh, basketball coach for the Louisville Cardinals. And he talked about in one of his books, you know, in basketball, especially it's, and it's like this for most sports. So on the front of the Jersey, there's this big logo. So yeah. for the Cardinals, it's a big red Cardinal and it says Louisville on top and Cardinals on the bottom. And then on the back, there's this big number 15, 22, whatever your favorite number is, you know, you get to pick yeah. as long as nobody else has it. And above it in small print is your last name. And he goes, you think that's a coincidence? He goes, it's not because we don't care about you. It's because you don't matter as much as the team matters. And if you'll focus on the team and doing everything you can to make sure the team prospers, the team will make you prosper. That's the, and that's, that's her in a nutshell. She has never once been like, well, I need more money or I, you know, you guys make me work too much. If anything, we try to make her not work as much. I mean, Oh, absolutely. I, I forwarded an email. We've got her auto response on while she's on maternity leave. And I forwarded an email just cause I wanted to make sure we were taking care of it. And I was like, that's it. I'm calling her right now. I'm telling her not to work. And I'm like, she's not working. That was me. I logged into her computer. And to be fair, that's because, because she does she it does all the it, time. Yeah. We get emails over the weekend, 10 she's o'clock She's in the hospital, night. like waiting to go into labor. 
and she was like, Hey, FYI, I got this message. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is the kind of thing that adds value and people miss it. People think, Oh, well, I just want to complain and get my way where I want to be. And it's like, no. And that's, that's, that was one of my frustrations. And I've since let it go with, with Mark was he only paid me what I needed to make. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I, I never hurt for anything. I, I, I it was fine. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it was fine. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> Sorry, uh. folks. I uh, I asked him specifically beforehand. Hey, you got that thing arranged where you're not going to bump it during the middle of the podcast? I bumped it. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so you know, and it was fine. I got. I had everything I needed. I didn't need anything. There were some things I may have wanted, but. He was very good to me, but at the same time, I was like, you know, he came in the office two days a week, four hours a day. Like it was, I handled stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was one of those, you don't have to worry. I'm going to get it done. You count on me. You, you, you got it. And I was like, I felt like I was out earning my earnings. Right. But it, it's fine. You don't need to worry about you when you have good leadership and strong values. But, and I think think it's really easy to fall into that mindset when both in your position and the company you're stuck in a rut and you're on autopilot like it's really easy to feel like oh you want me to do that extra thing like yeah well what are you going to pay me to do that extra thing where if the organization and you are always striving to how can we make us better how can we grow how can we be more profitable how can we be more efficient how can we all be more satisfied in what we do that is not the top of mind. You don't get that. What's in it for me? Or you don't get stuck in that rut. It's man, we're blowing and growing and I'm, I'm getting raises and you know, we're, I'm happy. Like I'm satisfied. I can see that the company's doing well and I have a future and growth up the ladder. Like all of those things happen and take place when you're not on autopilot as an organization and you're not on autopilot in your position. And, and that's where you have to realize like, we, we often talk, and so we had an employee review, and I'll call it a mistake for you. You told them, like, you're capped out. Like, that's this is what this position pays. And you told me that, you know, and he was kind of upset. And I was like, but I, I was like, I disagree with you. And you're like, well, why? And I was like, well, like, what if we had, like, 12 or 15 open hours as opposed to 120 or 400, like, what if he was able to hire so well that our turnover went to below 70%? What if we were able to lower our advertising fees to from, you know, for employment from 80,000 a year to, you know, to 20 and well, yeah, he'd be worth a lot more then. I was like, yeah, so he's not capped out. He's capped out for what he's willing to do. Right? Like, yeah. And we've since had, much better conversations around that. Absolutely. And, and now we're incentivizing based on that. Like, Hey, this is what we spent last year. Every mm-hmm. dollar you save us, you get 10% of right. Like, yeah. And, and on the same lines in this whole conversation, like we're, we're you and I specifically are trying to lead the charge to the little J jerk. You know, if you go back to, I don't remember what episode, but it's one of the first episodes we kind of talked about big J, little J, um, everything's Jay. Sorry for those of you that that's cause my name's Jason. So that read Dr. Seuss, you'll get that. But yeah. Um, so 
we really have been charging forward with let's be abundantly clear in how we communicate what we're expecting and when and why it's important to us as an organization and as a leader so that there's no ambiguity for our staff members. Like they know exactly what we want, why, when we're unhappy and why, mm-hmm. and, and how to turn that around. And, and that's been part of those conversations around our goals, around how we're performing as an organization and how individuals may or may not be performing. And that's, you know, sometimes I get worried because I'm like, oh man, these guys probably just think I'm a whiny, complainy, unhappy jerk sometimes. And I'm like, you know, I start to feel bad about complaining, but I'm like, you know what? If I don't complain, they don't know what I expect. You know, like got a call from David earlier with the scooters thing. And I'm like, supposed to call Olin, but I'm like, you know what? I'll just take the call. I'll set clear my expectations and then he can make it happen from there. Same thing with the, the vacuum guy. I'm like, yep. guy calls today and is like, well, how's the vacuum working? <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little proud for a second and I was like, Hey, do you call Tim Merch and ask him? He's, he's the president of a 60 to a hundred million dollar a year, much larger janitorial <laughs> company that spans eight States and probably I mean, has 2000 employees. But I was like, do you call him and ask him how the vacuums are performing? No. Okay. Like, I don't know. Yes. I I'm not at Tim Merch's level, but I've got layers. I've got vice president, directors, managers, assistants, supervisors, vacuumers, cleaners. Like I haven't run that vacuum. I didn't, I didn't even see it come in. Both of which, you had communicated like I'm not the guy to talk to. So I forwarded him to the guy to talk to. He calls and said, "Yeah, I talked to him, but I wanted your take on it." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're using it as the answer. Like we're trying, we're trying it. Well, you know, I'll mm-hmm. I'll get some feedback for you. I'm I'm not saying I don't care, but I don't know. I can't physically tell you what it's like. I didn't put it on. I didn't strap it up. And at the end of the day. Like you could go out and do that and you could make that control, but then now we're in a whole different podcast where that limits growth. Though. Yeah. You're the bottleneck at that yeah. point. Like you've got to be the R and D team and, <laughs> and that ain't going to fly. Mm-mm. Yeah. So we, we have to not allow ourselves to get stuck. We have to allow ourselves not to just say, well, this is how we've always done it. We have to say it's okay to, progress you know people people get concerned when you talk about progress but it's good like progress means you're moving forward you know Mm -hmm. we have moved forward as a company we we have not always been in the same situation we're in now and we're growing each and every day maybe not always monetarily maybe it's by education maybe it's by ethics maybe it's by our desire to live out our mission statement. Well, but of, we always move forward. One other last thing I'd like to bring in and you'll appreciate this. It was a, a replay an encore, if you will, recently on uh, the table groups at the table with Patrick Lencioni and it was replant your friggin' tree. And it was being stuck in a rut, but almost on the opposite end of the spectrum where you needed to make a decision and you couldn't. It was like, well, we'll kind of wait and see. And equally, like you can be stuck in a rut and doing things, taking action, 
But more importantly, make sure you're not stuck in the rut of inaction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that was something recently I really pushed one of our team members was, look, let's start this. Let's try it. And then if it doesn't work, we'll back up and punt. We'll figure out something else. But we're not going to sit here and just talk about it. Like, let's do something. Yeah. And I think that doing something wrong is much better than not doing anything at all. So I I 1000% agree with you. That's just where we need to be. We are not going to allow the same old, same old to be a issue in our business. We're not going to allow it to keep us from achieving our goals. So Mm -hmm. we're planting our tree. We're planting our freaking tree today. And we are going to not just say, well, this is how we've always done it. We're going to allow ourselves to get better. We're going to give ourselves that permission and we're going to do it. So it's been a pleasure having you guys on Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate you. If you ever have any needs, feel free to reach out to us, like subscribe. And just for Olin, I think I'm going to take it just a second past the old noise. Ah, Got him. And we'll have Paul edit that back. (laughs) (laughs) No!